Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. It is a new year. Last week, we did our show all about having pleasure targets, targets. And this week, we're talking about top slang words used for sex. There are thousands of them, so I will see what I can get through in this show. But I will try and address a lot of the common ones that sometimes you might hear in conversation and think, what does that even mean? And could be feeling like weird to ask or not really sure where to go and do the research to find out what does that word mean? You don't want it to show up on your search history. So you haven't dived into that. And I totally get that. There are some interesting articles out in the world on different slang for sex and se like different sexual activities. There are, there's also a book written called Sex Slang that you can get. It is very much, the Sex Slang book is very much uh, a book that is reference material that when I went to go get it, I needed to be able to identify what institution I worked for. So um, it is used for sex uh, researchers, I believe, called Sex Slang. There are also lots of dictionaries out there that are like urban dictionaries that will give you lots of different sex words. But the thing about those is you kind of need to know what word you're looking up and then you can look it up and find out what it means. It, uh, it isn't one of those ones that has just a running list. So finding some running lists, you might find some of those in different articles in women's health and in men's health. So we'll be talking about those. And also, why is it that we use slang for different sexual things? I know it's it's kind of a it's kind of one of those things where we've had slang in language forever. And a lot of times the slang word then becomes the common use word. And so the difference between slang and what we would say is like written language is that for the most part, if you are you are a researcher or you're writing something that has some clout or validity to it, you're not going to often use slang words unless you're using them as a way to explain maybe behavior or certain language that people are using uh, in terms of like behavioral studies or something to that effect where there's a trend of people using certain slang words maybe to describe things. So also some slang words are very they are what's the word for it they are very descriptive and that you know one little phrase can mean an entire um an entire explanation of something and some of them are right disgusting like they are 
foul, some of the ones that I looked up are things that I would say are not consensual. A lot of them were like things that were not consensual, demeaning, and quite cruel. And so there is a category of slang words that you can you can look at that are really uh, unkind. And then there's slang unkind. It's just common terms that people use, but you might not be familiar with them. I think I remember being in grade, I think it was in grade seven or eight, the first time I heard the word blowjob. And I did not want to ask what that was. I don't think anybody in grade seven or eight who was using that word even really actually knew what that meant. However, we all kind of pretended like we did because nobody wants to be the person who doesn't know what that means, right? So, and that happens even as adults. They're going to be words that are being used that people have some shame around and maybe they're feeling embarrassed that they don't know what things mean. So I think it's important to, for several reasons, to know what different sexual slang means because you could be agreeing to something and you have no idea what you're agreeing to you know you could have somebody say to you what how do you feel about you know having a dirty sanchez and you're like okay sure what's that you know in your head you might not you might be thinking i wonder what that is and then it happens and you're like oh no i didn't really agree to that I'm not going to describe a dirty Sanchez on here. For those of you who want to know what that is, feel free to go and uh, look that up. Only because if I did describe it, I'd probably get kicked off of, of um, a lot of the platforms we're on. And I might get our whole, our entire uh, network, <laughs> Inspired Choices Network could get in a lot of trouble. So I am not going to describe that, but you can go look it up. So the convenience of slang also helps us say things like that, like Dirty Sanchez, and not get um, not get in trouble for it because I didn't give you the descriptors. However, there are there is certain language that can be pretty evident and sound bad and sound pretty obvious, but some things are not as obvious. So we're we are definitely going to look at different words, and if you are a listener and you're listening tonight live and you have questions and you're like what does this mean what does this particular thing mean then uh, and you're embarrassed you can come into the chat room under a pseudonym and you can come and you can write a question you can ask whatever you like if you're listening post the live show then feel free to go into any of the places like youtube where you can comment um, and ask questions there if you want to have a pseudonym or send me a, send me questions you can also send me an email go so I was asked about this this and this and I'm like I don't even know what that means or where that what that's about if I can help you I'm happy to do so uh, again there are over 3,000 words that have been listed as sex slang so the chances of me knowing all of them are not that high but um, I might know some more than you know and actually on this show over the last nine and a half years, I have had guests who have taught me words that I never even knew what they were. And I have to shout out to Alan Jones, who was a great guest, who uh, taught me some really fun and interesting terminology that I did not know until I got on 
with him on a few shows. So <clears throat> what did I, I learned the word bukake from my friend, Alan Jones. And if you don't know what that is, again, that's probably a better one to go look, uh, look up, spelled B-U-K-A-K-E. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so there are things you can learn that you might not even not might not even know what that is. And so the reason why we use slang is basically because it creates a little bit more ease in conversation. And sometimes using the proper words takes away from the mystery, the fun, the playfulness of things. However, what it can also do is be misleading if you don't know what those words mean. So the reason we're talking about this today is because I love talking about sex and intimacy and pleasure, and I love educating on that on those topics. And one of the things we need to know when we're having conversations and communicating about sex are the things that we're agreeing to or asking for. You might start asking for something and you don't even know what that actually is. It might be just a term you heard around and then you go to do that or the other person happens to know what it is. And then all of a sudden you're in an awkward position. One of the things that looking up slang words can do for you is definitely give you ideas of things you may never have considered in your life. And I have to say that looking up dirty slang words knowing some of them and like probably putting them in the recesses of my mind far, far back. Uh, things like the Dirty Sanchez are things that I've had definitely back in the recesses of my mind. And then going through lists, I was like, oh, that, yeah, no. So <clears throat> definitely something I would not agree to. I'm not a person who's into scat play in any way. So uh, if you don't know what scat play is, scat's another term for poops, and it involves poop. All right, so yeah, that's not my thing. Uh, I know a lot of people are into that, and that's, you know, that's your thing. And as long as it, again, is consensual, and there has been communication, any of the things and the words that are, that have, that have slang, as long as they are consensual, and there's been communication about what is going to happen, and the person is of consensual age and of consensual mind that they are actually able to consent, then you're a-okay. If, if they're not, then no, it's not okay. So you got to make sure that anything you're asking for with slang or not with slang is definitely that you have some some all 100% full in all consent and communication happening. So let's look at some some of the fun words that I came across in women's health. Uh, there was an article written in women's health about the 70 sex terms you should know if you don't already. And there are quite a few that are really common words. So we're not going to go through them unless uh, and I would say that they're common as in things like anal sex, like this is a common term. And this is actually a, a term used even in like bisexual sex educators. Uh, this is not a slang term. So, but there are terms that you should know um, that are helpful to know that are, some of them are slang, some of them are not. So like things like terms like being bareback. So for some people, you know, if you're translating from another language into English, 
you might not that's another thing is like translating from one language to another and then the slang that gets put in there can be it can create confusion for sure i think if i if i went to say for example so my father's from serbia and if i went to serbia and i tried to translate the word bareback into serbian they would probably think i meant that i was horse riding without a saddle however what in slang term in english that means is that you're having sex without using protection like condoms right so you're going bareback so knowing some of these terms is helpful too so that you know what you're agreeing to like if somebody's like yeah i do it bareback and you don't know what that means it's good to know what it means so that you know what you're getting into and things like i had mentioned earlier like the word blowjob the term blowjob when i was like a, you know seven, grade seven or eight not knowing what that was and i have to say i had some i know i had some images in my brain about what that was and i knew it involved a penis i knew that there was a somehow a mouth involved because blowing was involved but for the love of God, I had no idea that it meant oral sex. I had no idea that there were actual like body parts going into other body parts. I probably, for the image that I can tap into, like my inner 13, 14 year old, um, the image that I had was probably that I thought that you actually blew on the penis with like, like blowing air on it. Like, I don't think I knew what that meant. We talked about things in sex ed, but, you know, it was really brief. And we basically, in grade seven and eight for sex ed, we understood that puberty was happening. And that was pretty much what the extent was. Now, where I did learn about blowjobs and what they actually were and how to perform them was from... Sex with Sue, Sue Johansson, uh, who was an amazing Canadian uh, sex educator who had a show that went across country on the radio and, and eventually on uh, TV. And she gave the lowdown on how to give a blowjob. So she, um, and it might actually have been because of my curiosity about hearing those terms in school that I ended up listening to her show. I don't know what came first, her show or my curiosity. Um, however, I did learn what that meant and she would refer to it as blowjob and oral sex. And so then, and then she would give the lowdown on how to perform that, which was amazing. And it's amazing to me that that, that was like in the 1980s, I was listening to that and she wasn't taken off air. Uh, she was allowed to speak freely. And nowadays, if I started to give you the lowdown on that, we could actually be removed from a lot of the different uh, streaming services that we're on, even if I use proper terminology. So we've actually gone really backwards in terms of language and education when it comes to sex and education and the limitations that are placed on what you can share and tell. So I think there needs to be some changes on that so that we can get the education back out there and be a little more frank and have better conversations. So these words that are, you know, a lot of the slang that maybe we don't understand what these things mean, can't, we can get education on them. So we got a lot more terms to go through. And I would love to hear from you guys if you have confusion around some 
slang terms, if you've heard some and you're not sure what the heck they are and you'd like insight, uh, come on over to Inspired Choices Network and you can join me in the chat. You can come in anonymously and ask questions. I'd love to hear from you. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about slang terms and some terms that are helpful to know when you're having conversations about sex, especially if you're in the dating realm and you're trying to get to know people and they're asking for things and you might not know what they're asking for. So it's good to get clear on what some of the terminology is out there so that you don't agree with things that, um, so you don't agree with things that you don't know what they are and that you didn't actually want to do. So there are a lot of different terms that are out there that are, they might seem new to some of us who are, you know, Maybe we're a little older. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're even new to some of you who are younger because you could be like I was in grade seven and eight and hearing words and assuming that we knew what they were, but we actually didn't know what they were. So there are a whole bunch of um, let's, let's we can almost go alphabetical on this because why not? We probably could. So we started off with blowjobs because that was a term that I remember really being confused about as uh you know grade seven and eight kind of age not knowing exactly what that meant or I, I wasn't sexually active so I didn't really have a clue what was going on um and then when I got sexually active I just got active and I just tried so many things I tried things I don't even know if there's words for no there are definitely words for them I just won't be saying them all on this show 
So let's talk about some things like positions, because I think there are some positions that are out there that can, and I think next week, actually, I'm talking all about positions. So I'm just going to bring up a, a few so that when when we do that show, you'll know what um, what I'm talking about in terms of the the slang terms. So there's a really common one called cowgirl. And some people might know it as cowgirl, but you might even just know it as a uh, partner on like reverse position where maybe the female's on top, but it doesn't really matter. It's just that there's somebody sitting on top of their partner and their legs are at the side, uh, kind of going up and down like you're a cowgirl on a horse, right? So it's a it's a great and comfortable position actually if you have some pretty good thigh strength um if you have long legs like me it's an ideal position actually because you can well the length of the legs definitely helps with the action of the rise and fall for sure for when you're when you're moving up and down um i remember listening to sex with sue uh, back in the day and she described this is more like putting your if you were short if you had shorter legs that you would put your feet to the side of the person and like kind of squat up and down but i think sue was like five foot two and i'm like nearly six feet tall so unless somebody's like hung like a donkey i can pretty much pull that off without having to get up on my feet and do squats so depends on how long your legs are the situation of how you're actually going to ride like a cowgirl with your feet down on the sides or knees on the sides, depending on how tall you are or how how big the your partner is or the situation, uh, maybe there's strap-ons involved. So all kinds of things could be happening there. So cowgirl is a position and it doesn't mean, I mean, you could be wearing a cow, cowboy hat and some cowboy boots, but you're not required to. It just means it's a position. Um, then there's reverse cowgirl. So cowgirl is when you're facing your partner sitting up and then reverse cowgirl is you're not facing them same position. So yeah, just so you know, there are some positions and we will be talking about those next, I believe next week. Um, there's a really common one that is used both by people who are who are in kink, but also who are just really playful human beings. And there's a thing called cosplay and cosplay isn't always sexual. So you might hear the term from people that they're into cosplay and then you need to get clear on, does that mean that you like wearing costumes during sex or is that because you like wearing costumes to like events? So, um, to different pop culture, uh, situations like going to comic-con or something so that's a little different not everybody who's into cosplay will do it in the bedroom and vice versa uh, here's another c one for you while we're in the c's cream pie and and so there's regular cream pie there's also chocolate cream pie which is not actually on this list but once i describe cream pie to you i think you'll understand what chocolate cream pie is as well cream pie is when the when there is semen in the vagina after after ejaculation um, and it can be eaten out like a dessert like a cream pie 
So chocolate cream pie would not be in the vagina. It would be in the anus. So now you know. And yes, this is actually a, this is actually a really common kinky kind of thing to do. So there are a lot of words that I'm sure you have heard before, like circumcision, clitoris, cunnilingus. Those are really common proper terms. Um, and then there are terms that are more uh they, they are considered more slang, even though they're really common as well. Like doggy style is actually considered a slang term for, you know, for the position of uh, having sex from behind. So again, when, when you're kind of new to sex and this is like, this kind of like for sex 101, like if you're new to sex and you're not really sure what these things mean, it's always good to get the education in before you go agreeing to things. There's a term that's used a lot in the kink community called edging. Um, and edging is a technique where you can get really close to orgasm, like as close as you sort I would say climax. You're in the orgasm zone and you're almost to the climax. Um, and you delay the climax for as long as possible in order to get a stronger, more powerful climax out of it to get more of a more bigger release. So the orgasmic energy builds and builds. That's edging. You can edge no matter what genitals you have, you can be an edger. And then there's a song by, for those of you who are into Monty Python, as I'm big into Monty Python, Monty Python has a song that I'm not going to sing all the lyrics to because we don't have permission and also because my singing is atrocious, but one of the the uh, the word, one of the lyrics in a song by Monty Python is "Sit on my face and tell you me that you love me. Sit on my face and tell me that you care. Life would be fine if we're both sixty-nine. So sit on my face. It's a wonderful place to be blown away. So face sitting is exactly that." <laughs> Face sitting, and thank you, Monty Python, for teaching me about that. Um, when again I was a teenager, what a great song! And I think you know, every time you would like to have somebody sit on your face, I think it's wonderful to sing this song to them. You know, how lovely is that? So, we're gonna move along. There is a comment in the um, in the chat, but I can't read it. And I'm gonna just see what that is, move on to that. So there are several different terms that involve, we'll say um, ejaculation on different parts of the body. That's how I'll put it. So to get proper, the, there are ones that are terms for when you have ejaculate on your face, on your neck, on your back, on your, like if you pick the body part, there's a specific name for when ejaculation uh, strikes that part of the body. So having a facial. So if somebody's talking to you sexually and they ask if you like facials, that they're not asking you if you're going to the salon and getting your, you know, comedones picked out of your face. What they're asking you is if you like having ejaculation on your face. 
So that's a facial. So it would be good to know the difference. You can see why you'd really want to know the difference on that one, because it's definitely not the same. So, so do you like facials? I can imagine so many people going, yes, finding out that what they just agreed to was not what they thought they were agreeing to. So it's good to know. It's, these things are all good to know. There's also uh, another term that's called pearl necklace, which involves ejaculate around the, the neck and chest. So the idea is that it looks like a pearl necklace when it lands. So again, if somebody is talking sexy to you and asks you, would you like a pearl necklace? You'll know what you're agreeing to because if it's if it's in the context of sex, they're not actually probably going to buy you a pearl necklace. They are they are offering to come on your chest. So yes, so come, that's another term that would be used for ejaculation or for reaching um, climax. So that is a slang term. Come is actually a slang term. And we have some other fun slang terms. One of the best listened to shows that I have is actually has a slang term in the title called Golden Showers. And the title of the show was Golden Showers Brings May Flowers. And I have had the best emails about that show. And I have had uh, some of the most kind uh, feedback from that show. And that I did that show over nine years ago. So Golden Showers, for those of you who are new to that, term is about urine urination fascination and that was a term that i only had heard in my early 20s i wasn't around the kink community when i was young i didn't know a lot of these things i didn't even know that they were like classified as like uh things that people did sexually so golden shower was like a very new term to me that came into my life in my in my 20s early 20s i think it was when somebody offered to do that. And I was like, I don't even know what you're asking me to do. Again, all the more reason to know what these things mean. So golden showers is when you uh, typically when somebody pees on their partner or in front of their partner. So that um, that can be really arousing for people for sure. And we have things like gagging, which is usually a kink um, usually playful in kink. And again, this is something that this is something that can actually lead to death. So you definitely want to know what you're agreeing to if somebody's asking you if you're into gagging. You know, you might think that means like pulling gags or pranks on somebody, but it's not that kind of gagging. It is actually like choking. So you it definitely needs to have and we have done shows on this about the safety around that and uh, so definitely go back and listen to that if you are into gagging and if you want to learn more about it if you have a partner who's asked you to do that and you're not sure what to do go back and listen to that show that i did on asphyxiation autoerotic and erotic asphyxiation is the more technical term for it all right, we're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich. 
where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about some very common terms, some common slang terms that come up in conversation. I'm not diving into some of the the really obscure ones because there are thousands of them out there in English. Um, I'm sure when you throw in other languages, you're going to find a lot more than that. And a lot of times in uh, when it comes to sex terms and sex slang, we have a lot of interaction between languages for shared words, like bukake is actually a Japanese word. Um, and so that some of those terms are cross crossing cultures now and the different um, the different acts that are being described by the slang terms are also crossing cultures now. So I'm talking about some of the more common ones that you may or may not have heard in the last little while. Um, there are some that I I thought were not, I, I didn't really think of them as, uh, as slang because I hear them so often, but there are words that are slang that I hadn't considered, like the term motorboating. I just never really thought of it as so much as slang, but it is. Um, it's when you put your face between breasts and blow with your mouth or your lips, making the sound of like a motorboat. So there's there's some ones that are just like common terms that you think are kind of common, but they actually are, when you do think about it, they are 
slang because, you know, if somebody asks you if you're into motorboating, you might think that you're getting on a boat, but in fact, um, if it's in the sexual context, you are not. So I'm going to bring up some ones that you probably haven't heard of. They are terms that are not as not as common, maybe, um, because the acts are, they're much more on the, they're definitely not vanilla. So there's something called a rainbow kiss. And the rainbow kiss involves, in generally, but there are variations in this, uh, generally involves somebody who has a penis and somebody who has a vulva. Um, and it is when the person with the vulva receives oral sex on their period and the person with the penis also receives oral sex. And then what happens is that both people, so one, when the person who's given oral sex to the person with the penis has ejaculate in their mouth, and the other person has blood in their mouth, they exchange the fluids, right? And then you have your rainbow kiss happening. But there can be variations of it as well. Uh, so, yeah, just a, an FYI in case the question ever comes up if you're into rainbow kissing. Now you know if you are or not, just by me describing that to you. And I hope that didn't make a whole bunch of you just throw up a little bit in your mouth. That I'm sure it would have been hard for some of you to just listen to right there. There's a really common term that's used probably more in uh, I would say that it's more in the queer community, but maybe it is in the straight community as well. Rimming, uh, and rimming is a really common term. However, it's not so common that everybody would be using it or know what it means. So if you're into rimming, chances are you know what it is. And if you're not into rimming, you might not have ever figured this out, but it has to do with having um, your mouth oral sex on an anus or somebody giving your anus oral sex, that's a rimming. And then there's a really fun combo of oral sex with a hand job, which is called a rusty trombone. So the rusty trombone is when you get a rim job and a hand job at the same time, generally done to a body with a penis so that you get the whole trombone effect happening. So there are terms to like having safe words that is something that usually you hear in the kink community but i think safe words are great for for all sex because it's really helpful in knowing when you cross the line or if something's not comfortable there's a term for sucking on somebody's toes called shrimping and there's a new term that i've heard about relationships in the last couple of years where people refer to them instead of uh, there's like relationships, creationships, and now people are talking about situationships, uh, which is kind of an umbrella term for people when they're like kind of dating, kind of not, they're in between hooking up and not hooking up and not really sure how they feel about things. They're in situationships. And then we have the ever popular 69, which uh, hopefully most people do know about, but if you don't, that's okay too. Don't be ashamed of that. It is where both people are having oral sex with each other simultaneously. We'll be talking more about positions next week, and we will be talking about 69, because if you are physically able to do it and um, and you enjoy giving oral sex and you enjoy receiving it, what a happy day, right? And you can both be having a happy day together. And there is uh, there is also some other terms that are kind of more 
um, abstract or, but again, these are all terms that I have heard and I, and I didn't know at first what they were. So I remember being in university when I first heard this term, which was teabagging. And that's when somebody with a penis puts their scrotum into the face of some face or the mouth of another person while they're standing or hovering or kneeling over them. So it's, uh, yeah, you, you got balls in your face is what you've got. Scrotum in your face or in your mouth and can be sitting there. There's another one and I can't remember the the uh, term of it where um, it's like the ball sack goes on your eyeballs and I can't remember the name of the the um, slang for that but again if you can probably think of it there's probably a term for it so you know I wouldn't be surprised if you have come across some of these or have come across some definitely unique uh, terms in your life I also decided to look up things in men's health because surprisingly, the terms are not the same. Where in women's health, we have 70 terms you should be aware of. In men's health, we have 18 sex slang words you've been too embarrassed to ask about. So here we go. Too embarrassed. If you are like a reader of men's health and you're, you are, and you've already read these things, then cool for you. This article came out a little while ago. There is, <clears throat> these are terms that um, keep in mind are more likely used, the ones that I'll be talking about at first, that are used in kink and a lot of times in non-hetero relationships. So what we've got here, we've got aftercare, which is a really, it's not really slang, but it's an important term. Um, it is It is a term that's used I think correctly. So it's not even like a, a slang term. It has to do with after you've had sex, especially after you've had kink play, to be able to look after your partner in different ways, usually checking in on them emotionally. Like aftercare is incredibly important with BDSM, uh, making sure that everybody is safe and okay. And there's a term called boofing. And boofing is where your partner puts drugs into your body through your anus. So that's more common in the, um, definitely in, um, with, with gay men, it's a little more common than you're going to find in uh, hetero relationships. So the drugs might be inserted with fingers or um, via like putting the drugs on the penis and then inserting it anally. That does happen. And it's always good to know that you, what you're agreeing to with boofing, especially when it comes to the drugs and what you could be having inserted into your body. For for one, um, if you're having cocaine inserted into your body, you, you could literally die from it if you have an allergy from it and you've never done it before and you don't know what you're into. Um, also, different hallucinogens, if you aren't aware of it and you start going a little cuckoo. So when it comes to the drug part, definitely you'll need to know what you're being given so absolutely requires consent um, so know that if you're agreeing to boofing what you're agreeing to there's also uh, a kind of a fun word out there uh, so i'm sure you've heard of the term doppelganger 
as in like somebody who looks like you, but there's another term out there called doppelbanger, which is when you prefer to have sex with somebody who looks really close to you, um, but isn't actually related to you, like not having sex with your twin or something, but they look really close to you, uh, almost identical to you. So that's your doppelbanger. And then we talked about facials and we talked about a few other things that are uh, also that they were in women's health, but they're also in the men's health list as well. There are some terms that I can't actually say on here because we will be um, kicked off. They involve uh, F words, so I won't be saying that. Um, and then we've got one called felching and felching is when you, this is a little different. So usually this one, keep in mind, involves a straw um, and felching is when you sip come out of the anus of uh, your partner after you've had sex. So we, we talked about that as also the chocolate cream pie because there's different words for it. Um, but felching and chocolate cream pie are kind of like the same thing, except for with felching, there's usually a straw involved. So yep, different, different terms there for you, I'm sure. Um, maybe you've heard of this one, maybe you haven't. Fisting, which can be done to any... Um, Vagina or anus doesn't really matter, uh, but what does matter with fisting is that you need to go slow on fisting. Like you don't just stick your whole fist in at once. You actually have to build it up, right? So you go, you might go with like one finger, then two fingers, then three fingers, then four, then five, then fist. Um, but you have to actually open the area up before you stick your whole fist in. It's important and it's important to use a lot of lube. So that's just an FYI on fisting, which we might talk about in a show later on, on things you can do to your anus. I think I did talk about that on one of the anal shows. So, so we are just about to head to our next commercial break. So we're going to go do that. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are listening today, some of you are in for quite the education. Some of the terms have been super educational, I'm sure. And some of them might be terms that you're familiar with, you've heard, but weren't totally sure what they meant. And some of them you might be really clear on. I think what 
what is important to talk about is also talking about some slang that's being used by teens these days, especially if you have a teen. I happen to have a teen in my life. Knowing um, certain things like certain emojis and what they mean in certain terms, what they mean, so that if you happen to hear some conversations, you know what's going on um, and you know what's happening. So there's there are a bunch that I want to bring up for you guys so that you can be aware of them. And so that if you happen to hear like your kid's going to go have, go get smashed, it's not what we used to say when we got smashed. When we used to get smashed in the 90s, going to go smash something, um, that was getting drunk. And nowadays, smash means that you're having casual sex. So you can see that over 30 years, the terms have changed quite a lot. And... You know, when we used to get smashed because we were thirsty, it's because you wanted to get drunk. And now when you get smashed because you're thirsty, it's meaning that you're having casual sex because you're desperate for attention. So lots of terms that you probably thought you knew what you were hearing are very different for the um, for the teen crowd and early 20s crowd. And the slang is different for different ages. Slang has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years. Even a lot of terms that Shakespeare used were slang terms uh, when he wrote his plays or she, as I understand, it could have been that possibility too. But anyway, so Shakespeare, um, the writings of Shakespeare, uh, I understand have created a lot of slang and used a lot of slang as well. So this, we're going back really far uh, that people use slang and that there's evidence of it and it probably goes back even further. So there's always been language that is like a spoken language and then a written language that's a little different. And lots of um, lots of languages themselves have written language and spoken language that not only appear different, they sound a little different too. All right. So now now there's uh here's some other ones so there's a term called the sneaky link which is a a term for when you're hooking up with somebody on the sly um, clapping cheeks is having sex there are emojis that you know i was i was never really great at the text like the texting with like short form lols and stuff like that because at first lol for me was like lots of love and for the love of of my brain, it I actually had to end up asking. I was in my 20s when I asked my cousin what that meant. My cousin's 10 years younger than me and explained that means laugh out loud. And then everything made sense because no, nothing that people were writing couldn't understand why they kept on putting lots of love in the middle of things. So these things can throw you off and they're good to know and they're good information to have. So let's pull out some really common ones. So there's a symbol of a peach, which represents sending nudes. Uh, sometimes they're spelled as N-O-O-D-S because who wants to spell it correctly? And then there's two like two like eyeballs looking at um, uh, at something like to the side. That means that you're sending or receiving nudes. And then there's like a red sad face means that you're hot or sexually tense. Um, that you you know you're you got a crush on somebody or you're hot for them. And then there's one where there the eyes are kind of like shut and there's like a little um there's just like a little smiley face which i always thought was just a little smiley face but apparently 
it's also used for desiring somebody sexually. Um, having two fingers pointing at each other has to do with being nervous or flirty. Um, little devil ears is about feeling naughty. And uh, another version of a peach is about your butt. So the pe there's one peach. I mean, these fruit can be really hard to distinguish, but <laughs> perhaps it's the nectarine is your butt. The eggplant represents penis, so does a banana. And then, you know, the kitten representing the vulva. And then we've got <clears throat> things like dump trucks, which refer to large bums. And then we've got uh, like spray emojis that are like three little uh, dots of spray that represent ejaculation. And there, there are, well, I'm telling you guys, there are some doozies out there. So there's like a circle and that can just represent oral sex, just like that. Just here's a circle. And a symbol of corn means porn, obviously, right? And if you have a green square and an orange square, that means Pornhub. And if you have a P with a star, that means you're a porn star. And if you have an S with an egg with an S, that means sex. Also, the alternative, which is around a lot on TikTok, for sex, because otherwise, if you use the word actual uh, sex, um, the TikTok word is S-E-G-G-S, -S, segs. So, so that's where they also get the S with the egg with the S, segs. And there's also, uh, instead of saying nipples, there's nipnops. There's, if you want uh, to talk about having a vibrator, you might call it a spicy eggplant. And there's a term called the accountant, which is a word for being a sex worker or an OnlyFans creator. So if you are a sex worker or an OnlyFans creator, and you know, if your kid's like, hey, I wanna be an accountant, I double check and see if they actually want to be an accountant or they want to be a uh, porn creator on OnlyFans, you never know. And if you're hearing these words from your teen and you're wondering what the heck they're talking about, if you have good dialogue with your teenager, you can probably ask them and they'll tell you, or they might be shy to tell you, but they might say, okay, like, look it up, you know, means this. And there's, there's one that my, uh, my friend who's listening to the show right now heard pretty kitty. Well, she asked pretty kitty, if you can imagine what that might be. There are a lot of terms out there, guys. So go get yourselves educated so you know what you're talking about and you know what you're hearing, especially from your kids. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.